don't know how often you listen to this podcast, but we often talk about opportunities for younger people in the wool industry. In the last episode, we spoke about the breeding leadership course for 25 to 35 year olds because applications are open right now. And in this episode, we hear from the School Weather Challenge for secondary students in South Australia. It's a really great initiative of Moreno SA. That's in a minute, but beforehand, let's hear from the Board of Australian Wool Innovation. Welcome to The Yarn, the number one wool industry podcast. I'm Marius Cumming. So, as you may well know, Australian wool growers get to set their own industry levy to be put towards future research, development and marketing through Woolpole. The levy was reduced from 2% to 1.5% in 2018, but with the world's markets now opening up post-COVID and some big opportunities for wool across market access and research, the AWI board is now recommending a restoration of the levy to 2% to capitalise on opportunities and meet some big challenges. AWI Chairman Jock Laurie outlined this during a question and answer webinar recently. But what we are starting to see is vaccination rates elevating around the world in many countries and many countries opening up again and economy starting to get going. We do have and will have a make-up of investment uh, because we simply haven't been investing uh, to the level that we wanted to invest in those countries. Uh, and we've got to reposition wool once again in people's mind when they go out and buy products. So in order to be able to do that, to invest in our R&D projects, to continue to invest in our marketing projects, to make up for the shortfall that we've had uh, previously, um, we believe that we need to uh, get to the 2% levy. We need to build our staffing capacity again and we need to reinvest in those countries. There's also the challenges that are out there in regard to you know the PEP legislation and constant challenges uh, in regard to um, sustainability, environmental issues around wool and being able to and having to protect wool, um, uh, having to protect the image of wool in the markets, in international markets, is a, is a critical part also. So we've settled on 2%. And in the end, it's up to wool growers. Uh, wool growers need to have a look and see what they want to invest in their industry. This is your industry. Uh, the investment that you put in is about promoting a product uh, that you grow. And so you need to just consider how you would like to see that promoted internationally and what research investment you'd like to see there internationally and how you would like your your fibre um, defended on an international basis. So that's the position we are with wool. I might just throw to David Webster just to tidy up on some of the uh, just the financial details around that. Thanks. Thanks, Chair. Uh, specifically around this is is the expenditure. We've restricted our expenditure back because of COVID. And there was one thing that Jock didn't mention there. Prior to COVID, you had the Trump administration threatened tariffs around the world, which had a serious impact on the whole textile industry of the world. And that was the first little setback we got. We got in COVID code. Our, our expenditure then was severely restricted. It had to be. There was no point spending money in dead markets and dead projects that were, were going to be out of action for some time. Fortunately for AWI, we did accumulate considerable out of cash out of that. However, going forward from this point, it's going to be very compelling that we reopen those markets and put considerable investment into them. In the current budget you're looking at in front of you now, we're looking at a drawdown of $25 million, a drawdown. That for one more year is not sustainable, quite clearly. Now, we're doing this and we have to do this. We're committed to do it. But looking forward, there will be a lot of work, particularly in the northern and western hemisphere, 
to reignite the market and get back into the position we were into previously and hopefully better than that. So to reduce the expenditure, I think, at this point, it would not be in the interest of the industry. And for that reason, I think it's really important that, that the board does back the 2% and we would like to think that hopefully it's up to growers, but they support the view of the board. Thanks, John. Picking up on that issue, Darren O'Brien asked, what services are AWI going to cut if the levy stays at 1.5% or actually reduces to 1%? It stays at 1.5%. We will continue on the programs right at the moment, but we must protect the funds, right? So the, the funds that are sitting there, everybody needs to realise that 50 million bucks of that is sitting out there. It's already gone. It's untouchable. Basically, the company is committed. That's all its obligations, financial obligations, staffing obligations, contracts, leases, all that sort of thing. Uh, so that money is sitting out there. So, so really, the money we've got left, uh, which is um, it all varies, jumps up and down, but between forty and fifty million dollars that we have left, uh, is obviously, as David has just said, uh, doesn't have a lot, a lot of uh, long term. So the projects that we will be looking at now will be making sure that we're protecting the funding and trying to get longevity in the uh, organisation if we can. Uh, we will uh, obviously cut across the board because our investment ratio is sixty marketing. 25 uh, on-farm research and, and uh, 15 uh, off-farm research. So at that ratio to stay the same way, we will be making reductions across the board and able to bring that down if it comes to 1%. Uh, so whatever funds we've been delivered, that's the ratio that we work on and that's the ratio we'll continue to work on. And you could safely say that those cuts will be made across the board, uh, determining looking at all projects and, uh, and working in that form. So that was an extract from a question and answer webinar that is now on wool.com. Look, the topics range from restoring domestic processing of wool, fly strike protection, shearer training, expanding markets for merino and broad wool, new areas of on-farm research, genomics. Look, it really did cross a lot of areas. Head to wool.com and have a listen to that. So now to the school weather challenge. Uh, despite the pandemic, Merino SA held their event recently in Adelaide. From its beginning 11 years ago, the event has grown to this year include 38 schools and 210 entries. It's a very clever way to connect wool industry expertise, a fun project and educational opportunities. Stephen Kellogg from Merino SA explains. So it's it's purely done on commercial measurements. Um, so the the uh, we, we've encouraged a lot of the studs that are uh, around the state to get involved with schools and uh, and encourage them to help them out, help the school teachers and the schools and the and the kids to actually pick out weathers. Um, though it's encouraged to be lambs teeth. Uh, we don't want them any older than uh, two teeth. We we allow two teeth, um, but not four teeth. So. Um, they've got to be younger sheep. Um, and then they, we shear them and do a regulation shearing and a tagging of them in March, uh, do a weighing then as well, and then uh, a body weight. And then also, and then we bring them onto the, sh the show in September uh, where we actually shear them again. Uh, we do a wool weight there, and we've already taken a micron test, so we give them a value for the fleece. Um, the other part of this, the meat value, we uh, we take a muscle scan and a weight and a fat scan uh, and actually cal have a calculation there for meat yield and then we go on a grid price supplied to us from Thomas Foods. So 
um, to give us a meat value. And then, uh, yeah, then of course we go overall as well. So, um, so there's a bit involved. It's quite complicated, but it's uh, yeah, it, it's all about commercial value and what they can get for the weathers. So, how do you manage the genetics? How do you make sure that all schools get the same genetics? No, they don't, and that, that, that's a part of it, is that they can source the weathers from wherever they like as long as they're actually in South Australia. Um, so it doesn't really matter the genetic side of it. Uh, we, we are, one of the rules is that the studs aren't to be publicised at all, uh, uh, but they uh, encourage to help out. And they, so they come from all different, all different genetics. There's uh, different ones... Uh, you know, very traditional ones to the more the modern merinos, but um, yeah, it's it's encouraged that uh, to get the studs involved to actually help them out. It's certainly uh, it's it, it's good that they can actually get from different avenues. So yeah, it's a it's a good way of doing it. What do the kids get out of it? Uh, you've been running this for eleven years. You've obviously got a lot of feedback. What do you think the kids most enjoy? Uh, most of them love handling the sheep for one. Um, and they get a lot of education out and they use them for an educational purpose uh, throughout the year for learning, uh, handling. Uh, they sort of learn nutrition and that sort of thing. So they're, they're very much can be part of the curriculum as far as um, the school curriculum goes. Um, but they, the kids just love handling sheep and lead them around and all that sort of thing is fantastic. <laughs> the obvious question here, Stephen, is, you know, we are talking about secondary school children. They're obviously going to get attached to these animals, as we all do, as we handle animals and particularly pet animals. Um, how how do you manage the emotions around processing them at the end of it? No, well, it's a straight line right from the start, so they actually got to, be, they got to accept that. Um, it is what it is. It's actually part of life. And, uh, yeah, and... and and the rules are set straight in place right from the start, so they aren't to be taken home. They're actually there to be sold and sold on. And, yeah, that's, it's, it's part of the commercial industry, so that's what, why we encourage that. A good, uh, a good life lesson, but I, I dare say they, um, they can't help but fall in love with the, the animals anyway. But uh, as you say, that is, uh, that is how it is. Um, these things don't happen without support. So I know you've had a lot of support from industry over the years, and rightfully so, Stephen. Um, how has it evolved over the years, and who, who helps run this particular initiative? Um, it's, it's evolved over the years. We've, we've, um, I suppose Francie Andrews was the president of uh, Marina West at the time, and it was his initiative that started it off. Um, I'm not a sheep shower, so I've sort of been... Uh, probably moved into the role and done it for the last nine years. Um, but there's certainly a lot of help as far as uh, running the competition. Um, as you're aware, AWI help us out and support us uh, with the shearers and, and, and certainly some of the administrative sort of stuff. They help us out there. Um, we're very, very well supported by the show society itself in Adelaide. Um, you know, the show was cancelled, but uh, after a few days... They let us know that we could still run our competition, which is very fortunate. Um, and we've had some really great sponsors in uh, in sort of Spence Dicks and AWN have helped us with the competition all the way through. So um, yeah, we've got some great supporters. Um, so it's, yeah, it's been been um, and and it goes to show the, the amount of uh, schools that keep coming on board, and we we always seem to get two or three new schools every year. Um, 
with the sport around us and the way it's run and all the rest of it is is, is fantastic. So it's uh, it's a great day, really. One of the great things about the wool industry, I have to say, is how how it comes together for a cause such as this. And having thirty eight schools involved is uh, is a magnificent effort. Um, but through those eleven years and through the many years that you've been managing it, Stephen, have you noticed? Well, you must have noticed school children that have chosen to enter the wool industry and the sheep industry on the back of this? Yeah, no, there's, um, we, we actually had one young fellow who's um, he's doing a cadetship with uh, Quality Wool. He's actually come through the borough community school and uh, has done a lot of junior judging and uh, mucking around and actually been through this uh, competition a couple of times. And he's actually helped us out as being a steward this year. So that's just one example of what's going on. Um, and I think there's other... It's certainly other kids around the place that are getting being involved and uh, and encouraged to come into the industry in different different aspects. So yeah, it's uh, it certainly it gives a bit of a start and gives a bit of a handle on it and uh, encourage them to get into get into the industry, which is fantastic. So South Australia very much opened the batting with this initiative, but I see that it exists in other states as well. Yeah, yeah, no, very much so, and um, I, I think it's a it's quite a unique. Thing because uh, we can we can do it so commercially and give them something the schools to to learn. A lot of the teachers sort of come up to us during the day, and we've got a lot of um, you know John Roberts was there from AWI, and he certainly took some uh, teachers and uh, and talked to them about different uh, initiatives that they've got at AWI of running and that sort of thing, where they can put stuff into schools and that sort of thing. And that and I think that's it's it's that connection that we keep getting. Uh, which is sort of encourage all these competitions to start up and get going, I think. Well, once again, Stephen, congratulations on the initiative. Um, for those that may be interested in taking part or supporting it, how can they, how can they do so? Um, contact uh, Marina USA office in Adelaide and uh, Jen Light, who, who does all of this, uh, uh, the bookwork and all the administrative stuff in behind the scenes and does a fantastic job. Um, she'll she'll lead you in the right way, or uh, and uh, put you onto different contacts that you need to, or to myself if you need more help. So yeah, it's fantastic. Great work, Stephen. Thank you very much for having a yarn with us today. No worries at all. No, no appreciate. Stephen Kellogg there, Stud Marino producer and SA School Weather Competition coordinator. And it's interesting to hear from two very different points of the wool industry in this podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. We certainly enjoyed bringing it to you. From me, Murray's coming. Thanks for having a yarn with us.